drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, it's at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Torbeyer, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on? It's Wednesday, we're back in the house on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, talking all things Detroit Lions. And you know who I got here with me, the one and only Grifka. Grifka, what's going on, buddy? How are you today? Uh, I'm doing well. It's so good to be talking to you again. Uh, you know, I know I like our solo shows, and I like hearing your opinion without my retorts. You know, it doesn't get your blood pressure up, but it's always <laughs> good to be talking to you, buddy. Grifka, when you say you're doing well, aren't you supposed to follow that with something else? Doing well? One more time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it to give a double to the people. I'm doing good, doing good. <laughs> All right, that gets us that gets us rolling. And Grifka, you may think that you know the solo shows are fun to do. You don't get interrupted. I may have to get after you on the back half of this show about some things you said, about some takes you had that I had some big issues with. Normally I let you slide, but not today. But we'll get to that later. Off the top of the show, we got to talk about uh, the Lions getting some rookie signed. Really happy to see Swift. I think we talked about that last week. He got signed. Uh, I think it was early this week before we got recording that. Jeff Okuda, Cephas, uh, Huntley, all these guys getting signed by the Detroit Lions. We knew it was a formality, but always glad to see those guys put pen to paper, get them in here on a uh, contract, don't you think? Yeah, it's really nice that they're all in. Like you mentioned before on past shows, now with the way the rookie wage scale you know, works, uh, it's pretty much, uh, I don't want to say guarantee guys will get in. I mean, we can always you know, hold off for signing bonuses, but it's nice that these guys are good to go and we don't have to worry about any holdouts or anything like that. Grifka, speaking of that, put the, put this on your little two-by-five post-it note that you used to take research or take notes for the show. Make a note that I got a little Mike Florio uh, rant that I want you to tee me up for on a Friday. This clown came out and was trying to tell rookies to – they shouldn't sign and go back in the draft. I put it on Twitter. A couple people came back at me. I got a little few things for Florio on a Friday. So put that on your note card, would you? Okay, jotting it down right now. <laughs> all right, Grifka, normally on a Friday you say things that get me all riled up and, and frustrated. How about I do that to you today off the, uh, off the top here as part of our news and notes? Grifka, it came out the Lions are ranked 25th overall in the National Football League for offensive weapons. What? 25th? Are you kidding me? Did they get us confused with, like, the Carolina Panthers? Oh, wait, the Carolina Panthers were fourth. Are you kidding me? Okay, they got McCaffrey and a bunch of other scrubs. They put the Carolina Panthers fourth with a new coach that's never coached it down in the NFL. This is ridiculous. I know I'm about to rant because, but I'm throwing this at you. 25th, like last time I checked, that's right near the bottom of the league. Offensive weapons. When we've got tight ends, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, a redone offensive line. 
Are you freaking kidding me right now? Come on, people. I don't even know where this came from. I'm not going to cite the source, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, first of all, I want to know what that person was, you know, smoking when they put this together. 25th? And you mentioned Carolina at number four. What, do they still think they got, like, Cam Newton going to the Super Bowl that one year with, like, <laughs> Steve Smith? And, you know, gosh, I can't even name who else was on that team. It was so long ago. Uh, 25th, come on, man. We've broken down this roster so many times. We went over, like, the offense position. I know I covered it where, like, where they rank against other other teams in the division, you know, not to mention the rest of the NFL. But 25th? Gosh, talk about a total lack of respect. I mean, what kind of crap is this? I mean, do they not know Kenny Boy's out there? Marvin's out there. I mean, your boy Hawkinson, I mean, he should take a big leap forward. I mean, I realize we got young running backs, but geez, I mean, they're better than some of those scrubs that are out there. And then, I mean, you know, we have, you know, Cephas comes in. He's going to learn. Amendola is that nice, uh, you know, veteran, you know, presence on the field that uh, Matt Stafford has actually a really good rapport with. I mean, this is like total garbage. 25th? I mean, that just shows you the total lack of respect. I'm sure, you know, who's probably number one? Like Cleveland? Because they signed a bunch of guys, you know, and like, oh, and they got your boy, Odell, and, you know, crappy back in Maxfield. But come on, man. 25th? You got to find that guy and, you know, set him straight somehow. That's such a joke. Griffka, do you know what this 25th ranking does, especially when they're talking about the offensive or the Lions offensive weapons? You know what it does? No, what's that? That drives me freaking bonkers. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't believe you didn't go to one of your taglines, Grifka. The person who wrote this, I mean, here's another Grifka one for him. Are you kidding me? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about about our punter rankings when we had Sam Martin's root, you know, a worthless piece of garbage, but we're t- or even the defensive side of the ball where we struggled. We're talking about offensive weapons. The Detroit Lions have pretty much always had offensive weapons. We got better weapons than we've ever had. I mean, this is this is ridiculous. I mean, I can't wait till the uh, the Lions blow up on offense this year and, and show everybody out for this disrespect, this lack of knowledge that these national experts have. I mean, it's absolutely insane. All right, Griff, I, I can't rant and rave all day, but another news note off the top here. Kind of crazy. I know that you like to cheaply throw out your Twitter handle and to try to get people to randomly, uh, you know, debate you, as you would say, which uh, on your solo show, which we may get to later. Griffco, if they wanted to do that, which they probably don't, but if they did, how could they do such a thing? And they could find me at Grifka DKC. That's at Grifka G R I F K A D K C. Well, Grifka, on Twitter, I know that unless somebody writes you directly, you do not interact, but there was some some crazy things going down where a random Lions fan wrote, you know, how much he wanted Everson Griffin, and Everson Griffin wrote back to him right away with LFG, which last time I checked means let's freaking go, and that started a chain. I know Eric Schlitt uh, replied back with kind of like a, oh, like okay, now, like, this is this is news, or this is something, and uh, I think it's making too much sense now. I mean, I know I boldly went out on a limb, something I know you're not uh, particularly f- um, comfortable with, Grifka, and said the Lions would ink Jadavian Clowney out of nowhere. I said it would happen before the 4th of July holiday. Obviously, that did not occur, but they need a rush end. They need another nasty defensive player, and if you're not going to go take a big swing, I mean, go get Clowney for one year. You just have to pay him. 
I know the Lions are trying to hold back money based on the current circumstances, even more so than they normally do. But go get Everson Griffin then. This guy needs a job. I'm sure he's not expensive at this point. Get him. Add him to your edge rushers. Last time I checked, you only got Flowers, Okwara. You know, if they're going to play Austin Bryant down there. And who knows? I don't even know who else they put out on the edge to get after the quarterback. So go get this guy. He's a bit older than I want. I mean, he's... He's cheap, though. You know, I like that. And he can he can get after the QB and, and get some sacks and some pressures. Like, can we get this done or what? He wants it. I want it. This this guy on Twitter wants it. Does Griff could DKC want this? Yeah. I mean, this is definitely be a good signing, be an upgrade, and give us that other uh, edge rusher that we are looking for. So, Derek, I'd have to agree with you on this. Why, thank you, sir. I mean, how could you not agree with me? Like, just... When I saw this on Twitter, the Everson Griffin put LFG, let's freaking go. It's like, that's to you, Bob Quinn. Let's freaking go. Let's get this done. Let's put ink to paper. What, give him five, seven million dollars, whatever you got to do. Bring him in. Give him his five plays a game. Hey, rush the quarterback, play the run, you know, uh, move you inside from whatever you got to do. And just put a jersey on him and tell him go actually disrupt the passing plays, which we could not do in 2019. I mean, this is so simple. I don't know why some of this is so difficult, but uh, I was excited about that. I really hope it happens. It needs to get done soon. I mean, this guy's been sitting out there. That's the other thing I don't realize. Griff could talk to me about this for a second before we get to our final news and notes for the break. Like, how do the NFL GMs just sit around while some of these players are just out there? I know they have a gauge of the market and whatnot, but like I know in fantasy football or even in life in general, like when a deal's out there to be made, like, okay, you can wait it out and hope you're going to get a better deal. You can string it along and hope that you save X amount of dollars, whether it be millions or, you know, thousands or even pennies. But you also got to know that it takes one other person to go snag that car, to go close that deal, to go get that house, to go get that football player. Like there's got to be more of a sense of urgency. I think at times of just when it makes so much sense, position of need, the guy's a pretty good player. He seems like a decent guy off the field other than the mental or kind of other issues he had, which hopefully are cleared up. And he's not going to cost you that much because he's been out there long enough now. Like, don't you think that there should be a sense of like, hey, okay, we can wait another five days. But in those five days, anyone else in the NFL could go snag this guy. Yeah, that's just, this is getting to the point. If this guy wants to be here, he, he can still be productive. I mean, we're not looking to give this guy a whole bunch of years and a whole bunch of cash. But uh, he, he if he wants to come here, he can uh, terrorize, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, who's got a couple of crappy tackles. He can go terrorize, you know, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he's obviously going to be on the other end where we don't have to worry about backyotomy, you know, getting the cheap, you know, hands-to-the-face call like he did against Flowers last year. So, uh, yeah, I would love to have him here. You know, and this is a guy he wants to play. I think he's, it's one of those contracts where we kind of talk about it. He wants to, that I'll prove it contract where, you know, bring me in. I'm not looking for a crap ton of money, but, um, you know, I'm going to have a great year. And then, you know, maybe go sign, you know, if, you know, maybe the Lions want to give him a little more money of some other team wants to go spend more money on him next year, you know, for the type of year he had. Yeah, I think this is one of those prove it year uh, contracts and probably wants to uh, terrorize the NFC North. Griffin, I got one comeback, but first of all, you said the the Vikings tackles. I mean, they're not very good. I mean, what's a phrase you might use to describe them if they're not the best? 
Yeah, yeah, they're not that great. <laughs> like, my question to you, though, was about the waiting. You know, we keep just waiting around. We keep, oh, maybe a few more weeks, this price tag will come down a little bit more. This is not me trying to play the GM game where I'm telling you about the prices and costs and, and this and that because it, we don't have five other good defensive ends or pass rushers. We don't have, uh, you know, a lack of money right now. Everson Griffin isn't going to be paid $10 million plus million if he did. I'd be surprised. So all those reasons are not weight. Like, you're, you need to fill a need. It's not going to cost you a ton. He's been productive. There's not much risk. Go do it before somebody else does, and then you're sitting there holding the bag again. Well, I mean, you're right. I mean, they could probably get him. They have a cap space, but once again, I mean, maybe Bob Quinn is being hamstrung by the upper man saying this is going to be your salary cap. <sighs> Stick to it. Griff, don't go there. I got plenty of that for you later uh, that I'm going to just get into. With <laughs> yes, that I knew horrible, you would love that. That's a horrible take by you. We'll get to that in a bit. Let's finish it out with Madden ratings. I mean, remember when I whooped your ass in Madden, Griffco, when I was at your house? That was after I think I whooped your ass in, in, um, in washers as well. It just adds to my win total over you and basically everything yeah, in life. Jesse James I mean, had a bunch of yards for me in that game, so... <laughs> I was just slicing you up in your prevent defense or your cover zero where you just thought you'd rush everyone and I was slicing you to death. Anyway, you've never played Madden. I think that was the first time I'd played Madden in who knows how long. I know that you weren't buying it because I was lighting up the scoreboard against you. But Madden ratings just came out. Griff, I tried to look them up and really all they had were the rookies. But there's some interesting stuff. And then the team rating came out today. So I'll throw these at you. Hopefully you have a little bit of a rant on this as well. So they got the ratings for Swift, Cephas, and Huntley. Swift's overall rating, Grifka, out of 99 was only 74. <laughs> he came in at 74, which actually the way Madden does it, I saw he was actually higher than... Uh, Dobbins, you know, he's right around some of the other running backs that were taken either round or at him. But come on, man, 74 is a is a, you know, not a very good rating, in my opinion, for what this guy brings to the table. He's got an acceleration rating of 90, which is cool. Agility of 90. That's good. They gave us catch rating. I think it's catch rating 70. I mean, did they watch college football? This guy can catch the ball very smoothly and, and run with it. Carrying, he only got 83, but they gave him an 89 speed rating. So I don't know how the guy has 83, 89, 90, 90, but he only comes out as a 74 overall. Like, what are they knocking him down for? His special teams abilities? Like, I thought that was ridiculous. So any thoughts on Swift? Is, is that underrated? I mean, you're a guy that doesn't give anyone credit till they do anything. You probably have them in the 60s. Like, what's your thoughts on this? That, you're right. Those numbers just don't seem to add up. So they must be weight. They must be putting a lot of weight behind as a catch rating to drive down those other numbers. But the guy can catch the ball. It's just a whore. I mean, these these computer nerds have they ever watched football in their life? That's what I want to know. Let, let's get to Cephas. Cephas, 67 overall, 89 in acceleration, 82 agility, 84 catching. 75 kind of uh, general carrying or after the catch type of thing and an 87 speed rating. They gave Quintez Cephas who ran a, what a four six or whatever he ran an 87 speed. And they got Swift who was a four, four guy at 89. I mean, come on, Madden, wake up people. 
uh, maybe there's some sort of bell curve with that. You know, it's like <laughs> depending on where everybody fits on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Cephas says, you know, he's he's quick and we know what uh, the Ohio State defensive backs, you know, said, you know, with uh, Okuda and Arnett. But still, I mean, you're right. What he ran, I think he should be a little lower, but I'm not for sure what all the uh, what all the. Uh, you know, Madden people who ever put those numbers in, where they get all those digits from, what they're using, but uh, that doesn't make any sense right there. All right, so once again, everybody, Grifka's not quite for sure, but I'm for sure that he's not anywhere close to DeAndre Swift in speed. Grifka talks about his quickness. Yeah, that last time I checked, that's agility acceleration, which he's good at, um, and he can run after the catch as well and do some things, so the 75 is just terrible rating as well. I mean, 67, I expected him to be right there, or, you know, 70 if they want to give him some more credit, but... That speed number is just crazy. Now, speaking of speed, they also have Huntley in here. 66 overall, 92 in acceleration, 82 agility, 72 in catching, higher than DeAndre Swift, 81 in carry of the football, which is right about where Swift was, and a 90 in speed. I mean, you look at this guy's numbers. When you have a 90 in speed, 81 in in a couple of their categories or higher and then a 92 in acceleration. Like I think they got high hopes for this guy based on this rating. Again, I, I put no stock in their actual knowledge of football, but Huntley coming in at a 66, I mean, based on where he was ranked and I mean, I'm anxious to see this guy play, but another kind of crazy number, I would say. Yeah, really, based on the numbers that you just read to me. <laughs> so those put him, numbers put him in the Pro Bowl. He's like one of the top five running backs. That got... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they put him in the Pro Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, jeez. I mean, get the it's gold like, jacket geez, ready. Man, this guy's going to be all pro as a rookie. He's going to do another Agnew. <laughs> and then he's got the 66 overall, which, like, <laughs> where are the horrible numbers? Then what's he, 40 and everything else? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, Grifka, we can't yeah, spend you know all day that on is? this. That's like, oh, he plays for the Lions. That's the, he plays for the Lions. We'll just drop him down. <laughs> exactly well i'm getting to that to finish this out you better you better get fired up about this so they put out team ratings i guess uh, here before we got recording you ready for this grifka the detroit oh, yeah. lions where, where do you think they were on offense out of 99 to throw out a guess on offense gosh if it's the same guy who did them at 25th i'm gonna say they probably what, like got a 72 uh, 77 offensive rating out of 99. Now, now take a stab at their defensive rating. Out of 99. Yes. They're based on, I think they're going to base everything on last year. So I'm going to say probably what, like a 65. <laughs> Griff could get this. This is going to make you just rip your hair out. They gave the Detroit Lions a 79 defensive rating higher than their <laughs> offense. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh. They gave them a 77 overall, and Grifka, they ranked them as the 30th team in the National Football League. This isn't about last year. This is heading into this season and in the future. 30th. That means there's two teams below them in their overall Madden rankings. Like, this is just garbage. I mean, where's Super Tech Mobile when you need it? Yeah, rip. Oh, my gosh. That's... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's nice to have, you know, I'm so glad, you know, computer guys, they, they must like football, I guess, but uh, I don't I don't know if they, I'm sure they dump a bunch of numbers into some program or whatever, and, you know, it's all, it probably looks like the Matrix or something like that, and all of a sudden, 
You're like, oh, this is it right here. Like, okay. Krista, this gives you hope. Madden is the one place where you could go dominate in regards to football knowledge, where they would they would agree with you on everything. Like, I think you need to send an application because there, I think you'd be the king of all takes. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, because <laughs> I'd be like, that guy sucks. He's a 67. <laughs> well, what are you basing uh, that on? Who cares, man? Griff, because like, forget these number Watch a bunch rankings. Of ones and zeros. He's like, forget these number yeah. rankings. How about we go to like some verbiage? Let Let's go with sucks. He's not that great, and he's he's not Anthony Munoz. And then and let's have a category for <laughs> Hall of Famer. That's all we need. Yeah, that's all we need right there. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, goodness. sir. Those are our ratings at level you can play. Nah, man, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I got my I got my two two categories. That's all I need. Sucks and great. Yeah. Um, Grifka, that's, that's all I got, right man. That that's a fun way to get the show started off. I wanted to do it that way because I'm about ready to crush you for the second part of the show. You did a you did a solo show. Normally, I somewhat laugh at your solo shows. I know some of the people out there enjoy them. Usually, I totally disagree and want to put in a whole bunch of Grifka bells and a whole bunch of sound bites, and I never do. I thought I'd take you to task today on some of these these opinions, these rants, these takes that you had, which were just way off the mark uh, last last uh, Friday when you dropped this show. So let's go ahead and take a break, get our sponsor in, and then put your boxing gloves on because I'm coming after you. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid. We're back from the break. Thank you for listening to our sponsors. That really helps out the show. Please uh, hit subscribe, share this with a friend. You know, we're right around where football is starting. I know this offseason world in general has been crazy, but when football gets going, you know, if, if all goes well and we have games, we want you guys sharing the show, listening to the show. We'll have football to talk about. We'll have players, games, all types of things to discuss each week. So we're really excited about that. But Grifka, you put something out last Friday that I was not excited about. This was called the Grifka Solo Show. And I made a few bullets here, but I just got to take you to task on this thing. So are you ready to do this? How could you not approve of my show? There was points where I just you know, said, you know, you know Derek's right, things like that. So I'm, I'm surprised you did not enjoy it. Griffith, you gave me credit for one thing on your show, which was the first time ever, but I didn't even make that a bullet point because obviously I was right on that topic. Everybody knows that. You giving me some type of kudos like a year and a half later, as you would say, who uses the word kudos except for you, uh, 
You just did. You know, that, 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 that was nothing to nothing to be excited about. Let, let me start off with your intro. The old Grifco weather report. Yeah, I got issues with the weather report. Grifco, you started off your weather report telling people, find a lake, find a pool, stay cool. First of all, I want to call you out if that was some type of horrible rhyme that you worked up on your way home from work or you were rapping, beatboxing to yourself and thought that would be funny to say, find a lake, find a pool, stay cool. Is that the case? No, I just read some Dr. Seuss, so uh, it was stuck in my head. Okay, I knew it wasn't on purpose. That would have been way too clever for you. Second of all, you keep telling people to find a lake, go outside, hang out with your neighbors, go to the park, hang out, uh, take your kids to the amusement park. Grifka, there's a pandemic going on. Like, quit telling people to go mull, mull around with all these other random people. Like, we're supposed to be staying to ourselves, social distancing, and you keep telling people to go work on your garden, go talk, go have a family dinner with others, go, uh, you know, go on a march with 500 other of your closest friends. Like, you got to stop this. You're going to get people sick, uh, in trouble, or worse. I mean, I'm trying to help you out here. I mean, you're supposed to be a little safer outside. And, you know, if you go to a a party, you know, you can social distance there. I mean, that's, you know, that's not a problem as long as it's under, I believe, the state of Michigan right now. It's under, what is it, under 50 people, I think we're down to. It's like as long as the gathering is under 50 people. So um, feel free to stay locked up in your 100-degree apartment because you don't want to turn the air conditioning on. You do have a couple open windows, so that's fine. Oh my goodness, Grifka keeps telling people go hang out at the, on on the old lake with all your best friends and just getting people into. Okay, let's get away hey, from that cuz I'm gonna... on the lake in the summer, man. Everybody knows that. Grifka, <laughs> this is a different summer, a different year than every other year. I mean, that's what I keep telling you. You act like it's the same old day as it was yesterday. It's not right now. You can go to the lake, you can go play hopscotch, you can go do all your other functions any other time you want, but you're not supposed to be doing all that crap right now. Yet you're telling our listeners Oh, go hang out at the lake. Go have fun. Go, go, go hang out with your random neighbor. Gosh knows where they've been. Like, I'm just telling you, I had to call you out in the weather report because you're just, you're steering people in the wrong direction. Okay. I'm done with that. Let's talk football. Okay. Cause I got major, major issues with you. So your next take, okay. of course you started out with, you're not quite for sure, which Griff could like the people know you're not quite for sure about anything first and foremost, but you said you're not quite for sure about the preseason or training camp. Hold on. I think I got a sound bite for that take. Where is it? Here we go. Uh, I'm not quite for sure what training camp or the preseason might look like. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. It's like, duh. <laughs> Grivka, we nobody knows what it's going to look like. What kind of take is that? What kind of opinion is that? Like, nobody knows what it's going to look like. So you saying that you're not quite for sure and then going on for 20 minutes about why you're not for sure makes me not sure why you would say something like that on, a, on our podcast. Why, why would you do such a thing? Just, just my opinion. You're right. Not quite for sure. It's what not it an opinion like. when you're not sure. Don't know if uh, they're just going to have a bunch of people bubble in at Allen Park and uh, you know bring in campers to go on the practice field with the team, not allowing the family, or uh, you know if it's going to be four weeks or if they're going to push back the season. Oh you know if they're going to keep them at training camp the whole time or try to bring them back like they did with like you know the sport we shall not speak of in basketball. You know, so yeah, you're right. It's not quite for sure. So I guess that's how I took that. Oh my gosh, people like it was a, it was a five minute rant based on I'm not quite for sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I'm I'm not really certain of what might go on. I mean, you just gave me more content right now than you did on that whole show. 
let's let's keep this moving because I got more issues with you. So you you put you talked about there being no preseason and why this was a big conditioning issue for you. Like, oh man, if if they have no preseason, I got a big issue because these guys might not get their reps, they might not be conditioned, they might create more injuries. Hello, Grifka. Like these guys that are good that we care about, they don't play in the preseason anymore. Secondly, you wanted to trim it down to one game. <laughs> what what one game and they're going to play maybe one series that's going to condition them? Last time I checked, they're out at practice every day busting their tails, getting in condition. The problem that we have is when Snack sits on the sideline with his three hooded sweatshirts on in 90 degrees yet he's not doing anything. Yeah, there's a conditioning issue cuz he's not practicing, he's not doing anything physical and anything he's going to show up on Sundays and play good football. One preseason game isn't going to be any better than zero, except you're going to be putting people at risk. You don't get conditioned during preseason football in the 2020 era because they don't play. So as long as they have training camp and practice, we're good on the whole conditioning factor for the most part. Your whole take on conditioning going to be an issue because they don't play in the preseason led me to tell you they don't play in the preseason. You got to retort to that or no? Yeah, I would have to disagree with you on that because yeah, <laughs> wait to hear they this. don't run a whole lot because we've been to training camp. It's not like they're out there running sprints because Matt Pat, some guy drops a ball. He makes them go, you know, run on the sideline once and then run a few hills at the end of practice. Yeah, it's not like they're out there dogging it, running sprints, getting in shape. And um, so, yeah, you're right. One preseason game they won. That's more for the coach to see the back end of the roster for the young, hungry guys. The ones that you're always like pining for to get on the team. So, um, no, I mean, yeah, you, you need some sort of game conditioning because you're right. Snacks being all fat, eating his Snickers bars on the sidelines and his four hoodies, not getting any wraps yet. Yeah. So he's going to tire out, but no, these guys don't even really run all that hard in practice. So to hear some crap, like, Oh, they're at, they're at home conditioning and stuff like that. No, that's garbage because they don't do a whole lot of hitting either. So yeah, you need games and a couple games at least to get some hitting to get conditioned that way. So, yeah, I I would totally disagree with you on that. So, yeah, they, they need at least a couple games. One game is more like I say that more for like the coaches so they can see the back end of the roster. Those young, hungry guys that you, that you love so much. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about Grifka, like, you just made my point for me. You keep saying they need game conditioning, yet these guys don't play in the preseason games. What do you think they're going to play one preseason game? Matt Stafford's going to play three quarters, so he's ready to go for the first regular season game. He's going to do a lot less in that one, two series he's out there, but he might get uh, COVID. I'm not worried about Matt Stafford. I mean, it's your offensive line. It's your defensive line. It's, It's those guys. You know, your linebackers, those are the guys that are going to get it. Not Matt Stafford, run, you know, taking three steps and handing it to the running back. I mean, there's Grifka, a, it's let me ask totally you different for that. So to say, like, those guys never play, that's total BS. So what do, you, what do you think gets you more ready? Like a two-hour practice, four days a week consistently, or two series of football in the preseason for an offensive lineman, a linebacker, whatever other garbage you just said. Of course, it's, There's it's a difference the practice between practice speed and game speed, dude. So Not once, you, once you figure that out, you know, you can, you can talk then, but no, 
they need to play at least a couple games. Like I said, the one game was for like the back end of your roster guys because coaches and GMs are going to complain that if they don't have any games, those guys get hurt and they don't know who's going to be there. But like we, we've been to practice. They're not out there busting out uh, gassers at the end of practice. This isn't college. It's not high school. I mean, this is – they got their union e- thing. They can only work so yeah. hard. So, yeah, come on. Give me a we break. S- we spent two years on this podcast talking about they do run gassers. They do run after practice. They do bust their tails in practice for the first time ever. Now that the Detroit Lions country club is gone, I don't know what you're talking about. These guys work hard. You wouldn't make it through five minutes of a practice. These guys work their tails off. And you well, I would say you wouldn't make it through five around. minutes of a practice. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I could probably make it through six minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's it, yeah, though. You would, so don't you, act- you would be at the defensive back position, just kind of doing your back pedal for five minutes, and that would be it. Where me, I would have to be down with the lineman doing all the heavy lifting. So yeah, okay. Getting choke slammed <laughs> by Taylor Decker appropriately, finally. No, I'd be able. To, I'd go around him, and I would just give him like the stanky leg, and just move around him, and he'd be turning, going, "Watch out, Stafford!" But you know, Stafford have a red jersey on him, so I would just have to run right by him. Grifka, we. You've lost this argument. This is a horrible argument by you. It's a terrible take. Your th- your fact that you think I am totally off on this makes it even worse. But I got a bunch more stuff I got to beat you up on before we close up this show. So we got to move to the next okay, thing. Okay, go ahead. Your whole next take about your whole take about ten game season makes it legitimate. Would you pull that number out of the sky? Like, oh, eight or nine games isn't sufficient, or eleven or twelve or thirteen is too many. But that ten, if they stopped at ten, you could have a Super Bowl champ. That made no sense to me. Like it had no justification for reasoning except Grifka decided that 10 games sounded like a nice round number, like you said. And Grifka, there there may be delays in the season. There may be issues, but they're not playing 10 games or less. If they do that, there's going to be no season. If they play anything, I mean, it's a season. You're not going to deem it, you know, some big asterisk or whatever. It is what it is. So your 10-game rule was just something you made up in your head that sounded good. I thought it was garbage. Okay, so 10 games, you play everybody in your division twice. So that's six games there. And then you can play one other division. That's 10 games. So that's where that number came from. And second of all, they've had strike-shortened seasons other years, and they were able to come up with a Super Bowl champion. I know that happened before you showed up. So <laughs> since it happened before you showed up, it never happened. So, um, But, yeah, 10 games, that would suffice. And they're not going to drag this out it's like, Okay, we're still in the pandemic in February, so we're going to run football season now for 17 weeks. But wait, we need a training camp yet, so there's another two or three weeks. So that's not going to happen. So there's going to be a point where they're going to have to shorten the season. And once again, it always comes if, if, that, if it drags on that long. They're not going to continue to have it, have like you know something, a season that starts like in May, and then come back to training camp in August. So, yeah, they would shorten the season down. And like I said, 10 games, you play everybody in your division twice, and you play one other division. There's your 10 games. That would be sufficient and then going into the playoffs. So if you think they need 16 games to actually figure out a Super Bowl champion, I think you're wrong. <laughs> My point was whatever they play, they play. It's not some random like, oh, 10 is okay, but eight's not okay. So you'd be okay whatever- with four. You would be okay with like six. If they just played everybody in their division, then they went to the playoffs from there. 
Griffka, Six first games of would all, be more than I enough to figure out how you, many teams are in the playoffs. There's going to be a breaking point where if it's that little, they're not going to say play a four game season and then but go ten's to not the enough. playoffs. Ten, they're ten's not, not enough. in your division twice and then one other division. <gasps> Griffka, that's not enough. My issue with that is you just act like they would just redo the schedules like with a drop of a hat. You're you're not going to just you know Dude, cut out all these games. Programming. It's not two people sitting there with a notebook figuring out a fantasy football schedule. It's all computer programs. They dump it in. So, yeah, it's not as difficult as you think. <laughs> it takes them months and months to come up with the NFL schedule, but you think they're just going to no, go doesn't. hit reset? You are so full of crap. That's the NFL, like, leading you down the primrose pass thinking, oh, my gosh, we got to figure all this uh, logistics out and all this. No, it's because they got to figure out Monday night games and their Thursday night games for television. And they, w- they, would, they wouldn't have to go to England. They'd probably scrap the Monday night games, and they'd play everything on Sundays if they were going there. They'd scrap the Thursday game as well. That's what they would do if they had to go to a shortened season. So once again, coming up with your massive, like, you know, thinking they got to do, like, the Matrix or, like, the, a beautiful mind, putting all, like, these, you know, yarn strings across the wall from team to team coming up with a schedule. No, it's not that. It's just your basic computer program is what it is. And coming up with a 10-game schedule – wouldn't it be that difficult? Okay, well, like you, you may think that's the case, but I'm here to tell you that if this season gets shortened or changed, they're not changing like days of games, teams you're playing. They're just cutting off games. Like you may not have certain games, but they're not changing the entire NFL schedule. It's out. The TV's so if, things if, are if set they up. Wait, like they said, if they wait, conference championships. That's like why, like what a number of a few years ago, you probably remember this when Seattle made the playoffs with the seven to nine record, but they still got the home playoff game when they had Marshawn Lynch and they ran over New Orleans. They actually had a pretty decent year, but they're all like, no, you have to, you know, because they won their division. You have to put more weight behind that. So if they're just cutting the schedule in your in your season, you know, you don't face your conference a lot, but some other team does. So they're going to count that good. So you're going to be like, well, you know, we went up and beat up on, you know, Jacksonville and the Colts and, you know, and we beat up on a couple other crap teams. But, you know, I'm sorry, you know, you had to go take on, you know, some decent teams, you know, like Denver and Oakland and you had, you had to go take on those guys. So you're going to you're going to wait that the team that beat up on some crap teams because that's where their schedule was because the team that had a harder schedule. So, no, they're not going to do that. They're going to wait their conference better, and they're going to readjust the schedule to at least where you play everybody in your conference, probably twice, so you can get a real champion. So, no, they're not just going to cut the schedule at, well, here's week seven. Whoever you had there in front, that's what we got. So I would beg to differ on that. (laughs) All right, well. Your idea is never going to happen. Your 10-game benchmark is just something you made up that sounded good to you. I think they would easily well, just say, I mean, hey, I put some you thought play? behind it. Everybody in your division twice and one in their division. You're right, dude. That that makes total. That is like totally stupid as yeah. opposed to you're like, well, let's play eight games. Whatever your first eight games are, that's what it is. There's your season. <laughs> that, yeah, that's mine, the dumbest more, thing in the world. Mine's much more realistic. You think they're going to just scrap everything and think, oh, we could just play in Minnesota whenever. Last time I checked, Griffka, they got other things that these things might be scheduled for. I'd be very surprised if they said, hey, remember all those teams you've been game planning for? Yeah, let's just rip all that up and you know play these right. teams at different so times. You mean, you mean all those concerts that they have in Minnesota because of the pandemic? So they're not going to allow fans in the stands, but they're going to allow like what? professional bull riding they're gonna allow what a maroon five concert okay so that makes your point makes zero sense <laughs> they're not gonna allow fans in the stands for that, but they're gonna pack it full for other events okay 
it makes about as much sense as you just thinking they'll rip the schedule, hit reset on their computer program, and and have a new schedule next week. I think my I think mine is a little more realistic than yours. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, Detroit, you guys can't play Green Bay this weekend because the monster truck shows in town. Everybody's <laughs> got to go see Bigfoot and Gravedigger. Okay. Yeah. No. No other logistics like TV and all that other stuff that has to be refigured out. Just play them whenever, whatever. Like TV. Everybody's in every stadium. Because Griffith said there. ten like, games. Oh, I'm, ten oh, games sorry, is what CBS, it is, people. You guys are not going to. You guys are going to Las Vegas this week. We're going to put you in Arizona. Is that really difficult for you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like oh, like goodness. I said, you don't. Th- you think everybody's just like flying out in New York or L.A. It's just no. I mean, there's regional play. They have regional, you know, teams that do that. Gosh, man. You know, this is a multi-billion dollar thing, and you make it sound like it's a food truck. Can we move on? on? Yes, please. Okay. Because we're not not getting anywhere with that argument. Uh, This next one, too, I'm I'm sure you're going to have some ridiculous retort, but your whole rant about Jay Sean Cornell and Pro Football Focus's view on the guy drove me nuts because you give these guys no credit. This is Lazy Boy Scouting Senior Vice President of Player Personnel Grifka telling Pro Football Focus, oh, big deal, you gave him a good rating. Like, I don't know if I should believe that or not. Grifka, I've told you this many a times. These people put in work. They watch every play. They watch hundreds of things on every play and grade them out based on their scale. I'm trusting them much more than your scale. So you're saying, oh, wow, they put Jay Sean Cornell as the third defensive tackle. Well, last time I checked, they didn't make that up like you did because you watched two Ohio State games and decided he was not that great or not very good or not up to your standards. They obviously have graded him on multiple different levels across his entire football career and see that he's better than expected and the Lions agreed. So I don't know why you don't give these people credit that put in all this tenuous work when you don't do any of that. You just sit there and and think you know. You don't. Okay, so if somebody... You know that you know does one of your draft sites or whatever that you look at, and rated somebody the fourth best defensive tackle. You think that guy's going in the seventh round? And like, so I guess you know me, Mister Lazy Boy Scout. I'm like, you're, you're you're busting on me for this, but obviously, 32 teams missed on this guy. <laughs> Even the Lions, who like in the seventh round, who took him. So he's the fourth best defensive tackle according to PFF and he went in the seventh round. Right. So, and that's right. my who other am I gonna beef believe here? A bunch of guys watching tape or actual scouts who put together, a, <laughs> you know, like how you put up your big board, how they put their big board and they didn't have Jay Sean Cornell as the fourth best defensive <laughs> tackle. Because that was my other beef with your take is you think that just because where a guy goes means that's how good he is. A lot of good players go in the fifth, sixth, seventh round that end up being good football players. And, and these scouts, that's the whole part of the draft is they miss on people in the first round, second round. So it's not a scouts are better than PFF. It's it's all these different ratings and the time and the effort that these So based on their grading scale. Yes, he graded out as the third best defensive tackle. They did not say, based on that stat or that graphic, he's the best, third best defensive tackle. He graded out as the third best over however many games that sample size was. There's a big difference. If they would have said, here's our rankings, you know, it's uh, it's guy A, guy B who went in the top 10, and Jay Sean Cornell, that's their rankings, or is that their 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 ratings. There's a big difference. So I think you totally missed the Wouldn't difference. Wouldn't their ratings you... be their rankings? 
No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the same? If you're putting the, if you're no. putting together like a scale and you're like, this guy's rated the highest and per our numbers, this guy's number two, this guy's number three, this guy's number four. Wouldn't you rate him that way? Because that's the that's your rating system. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, he's number four, but he's really like a sixth-round pick. Griffin, that doesn't do, make do you any think sense. there's other factors that probably come into play other than just your score? It, okay, if that was the other factors, wouldn't they take that into their rating account? <laughs> no? No, because <laughs> these other factors don't fit the narrative? I mean, that's that's, that's just stupid. No, because I mean, your your draft board, you're just saying, oh, if you're if you're a hundred, you should be in the first pick of the draft, and if you're a one, you should be at the end. When like, don't you think they're taking things into consideration, like, uh, you know, overall size? Didn't you size, just gripe about this about twenty minutes ago things. with Madden players? How come these numbers aren't? How are these numbers lower when you give them higher ratings at certain stuff? I mean, didn't we just gripe about this like twenty minutes ago? Yeah, I was griping about I mean, the so individual rating scores, and you took a guy's rating score. That's what PFF, PFF is. You you disconcerted that's, that's the score. That's what the PFF is. They did all like these individual things, oh rated them on it, and they rated him at number four. But yeah, you're okay with it, saying he's a you know oh yeah. So the Lions took a flyer on him in the seventh round, even okay, though well, he's the fourth best fourth best defensive tackle per PFF by a bunch of guys who watch tape. So how come PFF's not like bumping their chest saying how come this how come you didn't pick this guy higher? You keep I mean, saying he's the fourth he's best four. tackle. He was the fourth highest rated based on whatever that metric was. I don't even know what the metric was that you were referencing. I, I talked about exactly. him being the top high school player, and I read off his stats. His stats were much better than what I heard you say every week. Oh, I saw him a couple times. He didn't do anything special. He's He wasn't a world beater for Ohio State. He doesn't have to be a world beater to be a good NFL pro or have a good rating based on what he did on the play. Here's what I want to do, Griffin. I got one other topic I got to get to. We can't do this forever. Like, I would love you to sit down and, like, I'll give you, like, six parameters on, on a player of what you need to watch. Watch a whole game and just watch that one player. Then come back to me, and I'd actually take your opinion for worth something. But when you watch a guy randomly when he makes a play or when he gets burnt and want to tell me how good he is and then dis, you know, throw out these scores from people that, that like, are, are zeroed in on one guy and are grading one guy – that's the big issue I have. You give them no, like, oh, these guys just made it. They don't know what they're talking about. They know what they're talking about a lot more than you and Joe Schmo out there. I'll tell you that. Okay. Okay. So, like, when he makes, you know, fine. So, when we revisit this, you know, after training camp and he's one of the cuts, can I say, but he's the fourth best defensive tackle? So, but <sighs> PFF had him fourth best, fourth best defensive tackle. So, is, is that what we want? Griff could go. I mean, go I can have this. my opinion no matter how it's taken. Go, go so do it this doesn't matter. Me. You want you want to talk about a bunch of guys who watch a bunch of tape, throw it on the fourth best defensive tackle, and then he gets taken in the seventh round. Okay. I mean, I don't care what you know your metrics, which once again you don't know what they are, but you're gonna live and die by PFF. Okay, go ahead, dude. I mean, I, go ahead. I know they're more than you seeing a couple plays on a guy. I know that. And secondly. You keep saying he's the fourth-rated defense. Go find me a publication by Pro Football Focus, Grifka, that has Jay Sean Cornell ranked right under the third defensive tackle overall in their rankings versus some stat you saw where he was the fourth in some um, grading scale of some sort. I don't even know what this was. This might have been he might have been like third or fourth in overall you know, pass that. rush production. They, you know? Yeah, they had him. They had him behind like no. They just said fourth best defensive tackle. That's what I saw. 
Okay, so, well, if you go to their actual draft ratings, you know, he's not Derek fourth Brown on the and, list. What's that? If you go to their draft what's ratings, Jay Sean Cornell isn't number four on their defensive tackle rankings. I can tell you that 100%. Oh, so, they use, so, they, so once again, like I said, what I came to you the one time, <laughs> where, do the, where do those numbers come from? And you said you didn't know, but you know that they just, you know, use their numbers to make their numbers fit. So, like like I said, you, you busted on me for saying before, like, because you didn't know what the stat was. But, you know, they watch a lot of tape and they take all this stuff. So, they, they took whatever numbers they wanted to make them the fourth best. So, but no, that's not that's not where they rated them overall. So, Griffka, I got to end it on this. zero sense you to keep me. Saying so, just using whatever stat best. they want to make the guy look good. Nobody said he was What's that? fourth best. You keep saying he's fourth best. He's fourth best. He's ranked fourth. He's fourth best. He was number four in that rating, not overall rankings. <laughs> There's a difference. Until you understand that part, we can't fourth, keep going. Fourth ranking, fourth ranking of, def- of, of that particular ranking rating. is what it said. Is this what you're telling me? A rating and a the ranking. Fourth, oh, the fourth rating. You can rate so, fourth in okay. something and not be ranked fourth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Griff, could I end the show? You had a take on Patrick Mahomes. You said he was good. Your thoughts? No, go ahead and rip on me how I, how I like this contract because I know you didn't. Uh, well, I just thought your your take on him being good and then you, you reiterated said he was damn good was, was mind-blowing because I, I think the same. And then you went on a big rant about how the Lions are cheap and how they never spend on players because they never go and go all in or Didn't you just spend talk the about this money. with Everson Griffin? What? Didn't you just talk about this with Ever- Everson Griffin, how they don't? And I brought up how they may be hamstrung. It might hmm. actually be the upper management telling them you're only going to spend this much. Right. And this is the end of the show where I said I was going to beat you up on that because that's a horrible take. Like the Lions have never been cheap. They've never been a cheap organization uh, in the last two decades. Let's put it that way. I don't know about the 1970s, but I know that they have spent on players. They don't know what players to spend on. They they spend on over the hill, terrible players, either offensive guards or they bring in somebody that won a Super Bowl three years ago or they pay receivers. I don't know, $120 million, like your boy 81 and the money you wanted to give Golden Tate. So the Lions aren't cheap, but they have not got it right when it comes to spending on the right players. So of course you pay Pat Mahomes that ridiculous amount because he's the best quarterback in the game. He's what, 23, 24 years old. He's athletic. He can make every throw on the football field. He's a leader. He's got players around him. I mean, you never hear me coming on this show, beating up people going, Oh man, like why are they paying this top level quarterback? It makes no sense. Why are they uh, not investing in, you know, this defensive stud? What you hear me beating on is no, I wouldn't pay that guy. He's been in the league eight, nine years. Okay. He's been productive, but he's on the way down and that's not what they did with Pat Mahomes. So of course he's good. Of course the money was right. The lions aren't cheap. They just haven't known where to spend and when to spend. And finally, as much as people beat up on Bob Quinn, I feel like he's a guy that's finally got it right, where he's putting money at, at positions that make plays at younger type players. Do they need to sort of come into fruition? Yeah, but Bob Quinn's not going to not pay somebody who's in the prime of their career and at a premier position. Is he going to skimp on people that maybe they're in the prime of their uh, career, but they want to be way overpaid or they're not essential? 
I don't know, like wide receivers, like uh, linebackers, like, you know, uh, even frontier guys like defensive tackles. Yeah, that's where you skimp. You don't skimp at corner, rush and quarterback. Even some of your other skill positions or the way the Lions build at safety. So if Tracy Walker's as good as we think he is, I'm sure they'll pay him appropriately. Kenny Galladay, we've talked about it a million times. Like they may pay him at a certain amount, but you know, there's going to be a certain number where it's a breaking point, even though he's at that perfect age where he's, he's going to be worth the money. So I just thought your overall thing of, Oh, the, the, the ownership telling them they can only spend so much, the lions being hamstrung. No, the lions just have, have been more frugal than you would be of handing out crazy money to older type football players that you call established and what my way hasn't come together yet where all this young talent starts to play good football and you're sitting there man we got a young hungry good team now whereas a year ago you were beating it up for unproven prospects that's my problem gosh i thought you wouldn't like that contract to be honest with you i thought you it might hamstring them down the road and that's, I thought that that would be your take on it, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Cause, that's because you that, uh, home, you put me okay in with a that hole contract. that I don't want to pay anyone. Yet every time on this show, I tell you the people I would pay, what I would pay them, and all you hear is, "Oh, I'm not willing to give Kenny Galladay 18 or 20 million, so you think I won't pay anyone?" Or, "Oh, I didn't want to keep Golden Tate for 12 million dollars a year for the next three, four years." Like that's what I say. So you just decide, "Oh, he doesn't pay anyone. All he wants is cheap draft picks." The people I've sat on this show and talked about paying are the top players. That could, remember I was on the soapbox? Get Khalil Mack. Pay him a good amount of money. Would I have paid him what Chicago did? No, because they're in salary cap hell for the next decade because of that contract. But would I have traded for him and tried to get him on a good deal? Sure. Would I have paid Patrick Mahomes? Sure. Would I have paid some of these um, you know, running backs a little bit of a different animal? But you know, there's other positions and stuff that I'll pay if they're premier players. I'm just not willing to go out on that fringe and say, oh, this guy's been good or he seems kind of productive. Let's just pay him blindly. I mean, that's where we differ. Like, of course, I not only have no problems, but again, you're following on Twitter at Grifka DKC. I'm at Derek Oakery on Twitter. I put out, hey, it's probably 10 years, 500 million, because that's how you get a guy like this to sign that type of deal. And it came in right around that. So. It makes so much sense on so many levels. And the Lions, I think, would do the same under a Bob Quick, Quinn and Matt Patricia ownership or leadership if they have a player that's premier and at a great age and, and helps them win ball games. And, oh, by the way, won a Super Bowl already and an MVP. Yeah, I throw everything out the window. So, you know, the players under him, yeah, you're willing to pay. And in the Martha Ford or these owners aren't coming up saying – you can only spend so much or don't spend this. They're they're wanting them to sign really good football players at good numbers for a long time. That's your that's your goal and, and just not hamstringing the organization. So I just don't see them as cheap at all. I don't see his ownership as meddling as it sounded like you did. And the Lions would do the damn same thing if Pat Mahomes was in a Lions uniform. He'd be locked up here for years and years too, I guarantee it. Kind of surprised on that take, to be honest with you. Well, I'm surprised too where this discussion went, Grifka. Try to have some fun with your solo show. We will. Uh, we had some back and forth there. Obviously, we see things differently, but uh, always try to. You, your solo shows always make me laugh, both good and bad. Um, and I know the people out there enjoy them as well. It's always fun for me to jump on the mic and, and talk about uh, something that's on my mind, Detroit Lions related. But uh, 
that's all I got, man. Uh, we'll come back Friday. I've already promised the people a Mike Florio rant, and then we'll see what else comes up on a Friday. But, uh, Grifka, the people just want to know, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. Hit that subscribe button. Share this with a friend. Before you know it, I'm confident and positive and optimistic, as I often am on the show, that we will have football. It'll go off pretty much as planned. They're not going to scrap the schedule. They're not going to redo everything. We'll get this thing going, and we'll have uh, our Lions in uniform before you know it. So thanks, everybody. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Check us back here on Friday, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.